You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everyone. It is Pierce, host of the PJ's Cast. And if you enjoy listening to the PJ's Cast as much as we do recording it, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends no matter what platform you may be on. We love discussing the Chicago Blackhawks and, of course, the game of hockey, but we want to reach this out to a wider audience, and doing all those things really help us out. So once again, if you enjoy the PJ's Cast, please leave a positive review, subscribe, and share with friends. And I hope you guys enjoyed the upcoming podcast episode. PJ's cast. I'm your host, Pierce, Show alongside Jimmy. And unfortunately, our good pal Schmidt isn't here today. Otherwise, if he was, he'd be spreading the word that uh, Justin Fields is a Chicago Bear. And Jimmy, do you have any thoughts on that? Because I honestly know nothing about football, and I'm assuming your analysis would be better than mine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm a bit on and off with the NFL. You know, the league is, uh, it's got a lot of problems. Um, you know, just, I mean, I, that's a whole topic we can go into for a while. Um, if you wanted to, but you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Bears fan, you know, and uh, when I'm not, you know, as into hockey some years, you know, or I I feel like I'm kind of uh, you know, I feel like the marriage is kind of opened up. I'm open to seeing other people, you know. I uh, get into the NFL sometimes, so you know, I know a little bit about it. Uh, I know enough to know that Justin Fields is a fantastic pick, and this is, I mean. This isn't by, and no offense to Justin Fields, not by any virtue of him necessarily this part of it, but he does have a very realistic chance to be the best quarterback in Bears history. Um, not counting the championships, you know, we're talking Super Bowl era, Super Bowl era, he could be the best Bears quarterback easily. And like I said, not that there's many, there's not too many great ones before him, unfortunately, but um that's not to take away from the fact that he's a fantastic player and uh, Bears fans, we finally have something to look forward to. You know, it, it, back when Trubisky was picked, there was a bit of a, uh, you know, there was this sort of weird optimism. We weren't too sure how to feel, you know. Did this they is pick a him over Mahomes? Well, they picked him over Mahomes and that wasn't too much of a shocker. I mean, Mahomes was kind of a, a question mark. He was going to go later anyways. It was more 
Watson that they, they picked him over, who, by the way, let's not even get into uh, his scandals, yeah. But, uh, you know, looking at, like, the draft day, forget the scandals, like, we did nobody knew about that draft day. And, and draft day, you should have picked Watson. And you shouldn't have you shouldn't have also moved up a spot just to pick Trubisky, who was a project. They moved up lead. one spot? Yeah, they traded. They moved up from three to two just to pick him. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was just a very questionable move. And I think the beautiful thing about this, and uh, we'll have Schmitty is, he knows he, he knows about the NFL. He is educated in football. He knows what he's talking about. So when he's on a Thursday um, he'll definitely go into that. I, I really want him to. He's, it was beautiful seeing him in, uh, amongst uh, so many diehard Bears fans just finally having something to rejoice, finally. Um, and that's the big thing about it is that this is a u- almost universally um, praised pick. Like Everybody agrees that this was a great pick for the Chicago Bears. That does not happen when it comes to them picking quarterbacks. That does not happen. Um, well... I don't, they haven't really drafted many in the first round, if at all, if I remember right. But, you know, last time they did, it was Mitchell Trubisky. So, you know, not exactly the and best track in, record. He's in Buffalo it. now, right? He is in Buffalo now, yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, in short, it's it's really, for me, it's heartwarming. And just, it's so beautiful to see Bears fans finally just happy about something. Finally. Dude, like I said, when we got... Trubisky, it was everyone was like, you know, everyone was so unsure. It was, I'd say, much more hated than it was praised. It was more Bears fans going, and hey, you know, maybe this works out. This is just everybody loves this. Everyone agrees this was a fantastic move to move up and to pick him. And so it's just, it's just nice to see, man. And God, it is nice to see Bears fans happy about a quarterback. I don't think I've ever seen Bears fans happy about this about a quarterback in my entire lifetime, right? And I didn't, you know, I wasn't a Bears fan when I was a kid, but I, you know, I, I knew about the sport. I knew what people thought of, you know, the players and such, because you can't miss it, dude. The way that Toronto is with hockey is the way that Chicago is with football and basketball. But I, you know, honestly, football even more. There's just something about Bears football, as bad as they are, Chicago fans, they're a lot like the Maple Leafs to me. That's exactly who I compare them to every time. They're just like the Leafs. Long championship drought, just a miserable franchise record or you know track record over the years. But the fans will never die. They will never go away. And so it's beautiful to see them happy for now. Anyways, uh, let's get on to... To tie uh, things into the... Yes, sir. Tie things into the NHL. Yeah. Um. What? I, see, that's why the NFL just seems so much more fun, like as a product, because you brought up the fact that Chicago traded from three to two to get Trubisky, and then they trade up to get Fields as well, weren't they? At like twenty, and they trade up to eleven yeah, or something like that. Twenty to eleven. Yes, sir. Yeah, the, the NFL is weird, wish- right? Because. It's good as a product. It's not the, the sport itself right now in the NFL is starting to become middling. But the way GMs are and the way the sport is marketed, million times better than the NHL. Teams actually oh, go def- crazy. Yeah, like teams go off with these moves. It's exciting, man. And the thing is, like these picks are more valuable, dude. These picks are way more valuable than they are in the NHL. You know, like these mo- most most players are going to be 
like going to not really make the roster, but they're going to be on the roster or the practice squad. That's where they're going to be. So, you know, this is, these picks aren't, you know, you can't just throw these around, you know, so, you know, these things matter. So it's, it just kind of goes to show that, you know, GMs in the NFL, they are willing to kind of go crazy for players and you kind of have to do that. You have to give some to get some. So no, I, I definitely agree. It's a lot more, uh, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> no doubt about that. But if there's any oh, sport that um, I... Hmm? Oh, sorry. Um, I was just going to bring up that aren't uh, players that get drafted in the NFL, aren't they 20 or are they also 18 like the NHL? Because I uh, don't know that. <laughs> oh, man. That's so dumb right now. I think that it's... Oh, man. That's a great question. <laughs> no, I'm going to look that up. I am someone who, like, again, I'm a little more fair weather, but, man, I should know that. Oh, I, I just never really cared to. Hey, you're not, I think 22 is kind of the age, uh, general age for it. Because I know graduating. Tom Brady was, like, I think Tom Brady was, like, 22 or 23 when he was selected, so. Yeah. Tom Brady's the only player that was ever selected, too, so. Yeah. Got to make sure you pay attention to that. All right, so. <laughs> That's more right, NFL right, talk right. than I thought we'd ever talk about. So yeah. let's, uh, I'm, let's, I'm glad let's I didn't like completely eat my foot there. Like I'm so glad that I was able to get like what is it like 15 minutes out of that? Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah, like almost 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on to another Chicago sports team, the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, did you bring this up that if the Predators win tonight, they're out of a playoff spot? Like they get oh, officially man. eliminated? Yeah, if the Preds win in regulation, Pierce, have hope, you oh, you negative fan. If the Predators win in regulation tonight, though, yes, uh, Blackhawks are out of the playoffs. So, yeah, take that Where as a, Nashville you know, play tonight? Nashville plays, let me check that. Um, oh, man, I have a feeling. Columbus, not, oh, they're going to be Columbus, dude. Come on. It. Yeah, it was Columbus, yeah. Yeah. No, but it was really hope. I knew. I was so sure the Hawks would make the playoffs. You know, the funny thing is, if they get that extra point, if they beat Florida in overtime, if they get that extra point, and if they find a way to come back last game, they're still in the playoff picture. Oh, they play Carolina tonight. Dallas plays Florida. Which, by the way, like... Florida is going to pulp Dallas. Well, not pulp, but... uh, I think I think Florida's got that in the bag. It's just funny looking at the Central Division, like Carolina, Tampa Bay, and Florida are comfortably in a playoff spot, and then you just have Nashville who's 15 <laughs> points behind Florida. It's crazy. <laughs> and then the Blackhawks are 23 points behind Florida, and the Stars are 18 points. It is so, so ridiculously top-heavy, man. Yeah. Oh, Looking at Columbus, Columbus. Matt, they I want to hear really your thoughts, off man. a cliff. Columbus. Yeah. Area. So we can kind of tie that into our next topic. So the Blackhawks yeah. are scratching Brett Connolly today and getting in, uh, I think it was P.S. Suter. So all yeah. of our young guns will be playing Bowden and for Stillman. And I think that's perfect. Just let the young guys, youngs play, which we've been asking for all Thank along. But God. it seems like it seems like, yes, they do play some young guns, but then they'll scratch like a couple to play some veterans, you know. And yeah. you just need to see the young guns play and just see what you have and see what they can do and just let them make mistakes, man. Like, it's the games really don't matter. We're not making the playoffs regardless of what happens, but uh, just let, go, let, let them go out there and play, man. 
Well, Pierce um, is a real fan with optimism. Uh, I have to disagree. I think the oh, Hawks, you know, I, there's still definitely a chance to make the playoffs. Right, Pierce, let me ask you, are they out of the playoffs? No, they're not. Yep. So, you know what? Yeah, I bleed black and red until I'm dead, Pierce. So, I'm not giving up hope on my team. I should definitely take that from someone who also tears for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, good advice, Jimmy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's really mature of you. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, it's really, I mean, it's really frustrating that they uh, have not been playing Bodan, God, like, at all. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I'm, I'm just kind of a bit surprised because Collison has been so hesitant to put him in. It's been him or Mitchell. He never seemed to want to put in both after the middle of the year. So, yeah, finally. I mean, I think the lines now would be, is it a, Zadorov, Murphy, Murphy, Keith, Kalanuk, uh, Bodan, Mitchell. I like that. I, I don't know who's paired with who, but those six in the lineup, I like that six. That should be the six moving forward. Um, obviously, both yeah. comes back. That's different, but you know, I mean, but you know, when we give Zadorov six by six in the off season, you know, things will be a little bit different. With a no um, movement clause, don't forget. With a no movement clause, I told you to look out for those. Yeah, he's gonna get you. Um. But yeah, no, it, and and Connolly, I'm a bit frustrated about that because Connolly hasn't he hasn't been good, but I don't I think he'd be better if he was in the top six. And I here's or at the problem, least like right? a third line role. They've been playing him on the fourth line. Here's the frustrating part, though, is oh yeah, and he is not he's not a fourth line player. He does not have a defensive game to him. He's like. No, I, I don't, you know, I don't, you, you, it's a known thing I don't like Jake Fresh, but he had a good post when uh, Connolly Wait, went to the Wait, you don't like Hawks. him? Please elaborate on that. Oh, God, no, please. Um, <laughs> 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 he, he described him really well as a low-calorie scorer. Like, he, he scores, and he doesn't do much else. So why are you putting him in a fourth-line role where he does nothing? You know, it's nothing of his fault. And I, the thing is, I, who do you take out of the top six? You know, like who do you take out of the top six? You don't like take anybody out because they're they're playing pretty well. Like they're they have a good chemistry at the moment. Let them be. But third line, yeah, like you, you could definitely do that. You could definitely do that. So yeah, a little little uh, frustrated with his uh, the way he was uh, deployed. But hey, you know what? Getting Suter back in there, I think that's the right move. Um, I was a little surprised that he was scratched, but I I mean whatever. Colton seems to, uh, he's, he, Colton's very weird with Suter, in my opinion. He plays him, he seems to, uh, or maybe it's not as much lately, but he seemed to really move him around the lineup. It was either first line, third line, first line, third line. He's done that with him and Kershev. I mean, those two have flopped around like nobody's business this season. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully with Suter back in the lineup, I mean, hopefully things are a little more, uh, a little more solidified. Keep him in a spot and keep him there. That's just, you know, that's just my two cents. Yeah, so uh, regarding Brett Connolly, I'm looking at his advanced stats right now. Like, when he's on the ice, like, things are positive for the Blackhawks. You look at his Corsi 4, 52.9. You look at his PDO, and then his, like, his shooting on ice shooting percentage is only 4.88. Save percentage is 89.74. So, like, when he's on the ice, like, he just can't get a goal, but also not a save either. But I think a lot of that has to do is he's playing with guys like David Kampf and the bottom six. He needs to be playing with skilled guys that are going to be able to put the puck in the net whenever he gets those chances. So, has Brett Connolly yeah. been played on the third line at all? 
I think his first no, game, I and think that it's was mostly it. Been fourth line. I think he played the third line in the first game, and that's like literally the only game that he was, played. That was when he third line. Crazy, right? Like, and I'm not saying that, you know, Brett Connolly, you know, you said he was a messiah. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> you, quote, you said he was invincible. To quote one Alex Jones, um, you may never hear me say uh, never hear me say that again. Oh, hopefully, please, God, I, I need my information, my hashtag info. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think he'd be more effective. I think you can get twenty goals out of this guy if you play him in the right spot. It's nice that they're playing him on the power play. I, are they playing him as a bumper? I don't, I don't think they are. And if they're not, like, what are you doing? But whatever. I mean, that's not really the worst of my concerns. It's the fact that most of the night he's playing with David Camp, and you're you're not going to score goals with David Camp. No offense to David uh, Camp. Like, he's good so, defensively, but he's also an offensive black hole. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, hashtag free Brett Connolly. Hashtag free Colin Delia. Rest of the year. Yeah, Colin Delia is going to get the start down the stretch, and he's going to get us into the playoffs single-handedly, don't you know? That's the that's the fan in you, Pierce. That's the diehard fan in you. I knew you were there. I knew you were there all along. Uh, you beautiful son of a bitch. See, I bleed uh, red, black, and white and as well, and I uh, play J- Chelsea Dagger forever. I play that at my funeral. That's how you know I'm a true fan. Anyways, speaking uh, on the topic of uh, goal scores that are... <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and sorry, on the topic of goal scorers that are not working out with their new team, Patrick Line is playing on the fourth line in Columbus tonight. Brett Connolly, oh boy. Patrick Line, comparable. The fact yeah. that you could tie those two together, that's just great goddamn radio right there. I don't know. Yeah. They both are both former top ten picks, great goal scorers. But, uh, <laughs> Fortunately, it hasn't worked out. Well, for Connolly, it has. Like, he has a Stanley Cup. I think he has a 20-goal season in there. And I think things go. will work out for him. But Patrick Laine, man. Patrick Laine, dude. Like, John yeah. Tortorella. Ha. I can't envision a scenario where John Tortorella, John Tortorella is back with that team. Because I think yeah. I saw your tweet earlier. It's like, it's crazy how everyone was praising him as was one of the best coaches in the NHL. And how he got everyone to buy in, like, especially last year in, in the bubble when like they had yeah. so many injuries and they were able to beat uh, Toronto and give uh, Tampa Bay like a run for their money, even though they lost in five games. But I think it was like, it's the Steve Dangle podcast that says, like, yeah, you'll die for this man for a few years. But after that, it starts to get old and you just say, fuck off, I can't do this anymore. And I, I think that's exactly what's happening. Like, right now. I thought he was the best coach in the NHL. I thought he was the Messiah. I thought he was invincible. And that's the thing. Like, he, he was great with that team last year. Like you said, he was, he did a fantastic job with that team last year. And then, God, it's like clockwork. Like you said, this year, it, it just all of a sudden, it's just not working anymore. You know, it just wears off. It's crazy. I, I, I don't like, you know, I, I, I want to hear more of your thoughts on it, man, because you were kind of on a roll there before I uh, had to make my beautiful Alex Jones quote because God, I just can't stop thinking about that wonderful man. I'm sorry, I can't control myself. But um, yeah, really just like, it's just always a what the fuck kind of thing with John Tortorella for one reason or another, isn't it? So yeah, go on about that because yeah. So shout out to Artemi Panarin, man, because it seems like every skilled player he has, he either sits him for a couple of games, and I think that's just a testament to how skilled Artemi Panarin is that he was able to uh, 
not get benched by John Tortorella or be like under his uh, like under his scrutiny or like take bad com- comments from him or any of that. And uh, like you look at all the like the advanced stats, Panarin is a solid two way player. Like all things considered, you know he's not like a Selkie nominee, but like considering how skilled he is and you know the reputation of a, a skilled Russian player who doesn't play defense. Like he's pretty solid oh defensively, God. but it just. You look at everything. I think going back to Ryan Johansson. You know, Valerie Nichushkin, but. uh, Yeah, you know, Nick Bonino, you know, that that, they're just in a separate tier, though. But, uh, oh, you can't forget a Marcus Foligno and Nico Sturm as well, man. Like, I can't believe I forgot both of them. Yes, sir. It just seems like every team he goes to, it's like he has these skilled players, (laughs) but just because you don't, you know, go out there, block shots, he sits them. I I think of. this is going way back, but I think Vanilla Cavalier had the captaincy in Tampa Bay, and he's like, no, you're too young, and he stripped it off him. And then New York oh, Rangers, Brad too? Richards, who he won a cup with in Tampa Bay. Sorry? Wait a minute. I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, that's going way back. Like, I think that's 20 oh, years ago. Oh, my God. I, I feel like I should have known about that either way, but wow, that's – anyways, go on. That's crazy. Also, oh, yeah. to add to that, I didn't – Brad Richards have some beef with him too? Yeah, I was, I'm just going to bring that up. Brad Richards, who okay. won a cup and a con Smythe, I believe, and uh, of course won a Stanley Cup with Chicago. But uh, before that, he was in New York, and things were just not working out. I think he got benched for, like, uh, I think it was 2013 against Boston, and he was scratched for the fifth game, I believe, with that they lost to Boston and lost in the second round. It just seems like... And that was his last uh, co- game as coaching the rangers and then he goes to vancouver which is probably the worst uh tenure of his Ooh. career you just think he's like all right i need the sedine twins to go out there and start blocking shots and all that stuff and then he tries to go into the to the flames locker room and it's just it was such a terrible time there in vancouver and you Man, go to columbus I a vancouver team that year i would have tried to go to a different team anyway so i can't blame him dude was just trying to get out while he yeah, could uh, yeah, Luongo got traded that year. I think Kessler got traded that year as well. It's just like, it was just not a good year, but like, it was just a John Turtle silly. certainly did not help that. And you think, um, but a good thing for them. They got a, they got a Jim Benning hired that year. And thankfully he's done a lot with that franchise. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. But, um, you know, I, uh, the good Canucks fans, I, I feel for them because he is like, listen, we, we get mad about Stan Bowman. Like for one, it was me. Oh, he's nothing compared to Jim Benning. We're lucky, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and oh my god, like make and listen. We found out it was McDonough afterwards, but when we thought it was all Bowman, right? Even then, he was not nearly as bad as Jim Benning. Not even close, right? And just show, goes to show, Hawks fans are annoyingly spoiled. But yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Jesus, he's on peak level, man. He really is. He really is. Um, and Dale Talon as well. Can't forget that. Well, but you know what? That's yeah. disrespecting Dale Talon. He gifted us three cups. Am I right? God. Oh, my God. You really belong <laughs> on Blackhawks Facebook right now. Um, you know what's interesting? Uh, interesting. What am I saying? Uh, but what I, I find interesting is that is bad, as bad as Jim Benning is, he is nowhere near as bad as Pete Chiarelli, in my opinion. Like, oh, at, at least a guy like Jim Benning can draft. Jim Benning's a good drafter. He can draft yeah, players. He was a scout in Boston when uh, yeah, he's, he was there before he got hired he, by Vancouver. Wait, was he there? Yeah, he was there in the room when uh, 
They traded bad yeah, characters by Tyler Sagan. Which that video is still up on YouTube. I don't know why it is. And same with the Buffalo one. It's like we're not only trying to make the playoffs, but also win a Stanley Cup when they signed Taylor Hall. But oh my god! <laughs> Interesting god. how things come full circle. Taylor Hall's in Boston now. We've signed Tobias so. Reader and Riley Shane. We're not just trying to make the playoffs. We're trying to bring a Stanley Cup hey, to Buffalo. <laughs> the disrespect to Cody Eakin. Come on. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How could I forget? Uh, guy, Cody Eakin. Um, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think he's <laughs> back, to franchise enough. back to John. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, back to, back um, to line. Honestly. He, yeah. 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 But like just kind of finishing up on the Tortorella thing, he took a year off in 2014, 15, and then <laughs> came back to Columbus in 2015, 16. They didn't make the playoffs, but then you get Pierre-Luc Dubois. And then the next year they make the playoffs, they get destroyed by the Penguins, but they, Penguins go on to win the cup. And then they, they next year they go up against Washington. They're up two nothing, but uh, <laughs> literally there I think there were a goalpost away from going up three nothing that series. But sure. Washington comes sure. back and then they they go on to win the Stanley Cup. And then next year they they I man like Yarmo Kikalainen. I think he stays in because I love Yarmo Kikalainen. The like, how we've brought up so many times, GMs are so timid to make a move. I like how Yarmo Kikalainen, even though they weren't guaranteed a playoff spot, he said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go trade for Matt Duchesne and Ryan Dezingle and hope that we make the playoffs." And you know they didn't win the cup, but they still went to the second round. And I think a lot of that had to do with John Tortorella. John Tortorella totally opened John Cooper in that series against Tampa yeah, Bay. They pulled they off swept one of the. They put off one of the best upsets of all time and probably all of sports. One of the best upsets yeah, I was, of all Yeah, I would say not just hockey, but sports, man. That was incredible. Yeah. So you know what? Good on Kekalayan to get that. You know what? Good. Fucking good on him, man. That's awesome. It's great to see a GM, like you said. He took a chance and something came out of it. Like, thank God for that. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't just want Kekalayan to stay. I think he does. Um, it seems that the... It seems that the front office has confidence in him. He's kind of just done his own thing each year, you know. He drafts the way he wants to. Oh, was it a Chinikov? I'm not sure. Yeah, how to say he, signed, he just signed with them today, and he exactly. won the hey won the Gagarin Cup with an Avogadro scheme. You, won, no you know who else won the the uh, yeah? And you want to know who else won the Gagarin Cup? I know. Kale Yakupov. Kale Yakupov. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Good for so. Him, man. Good for him. Uh, I kind of, and he just seems like a prick. I'm not even gonna. I don't know, man. You kind of like he was doing the scouting interviews and that he was just kind of being like a dick in the interview. And he's like, he almost said he said he wanted to punch him, or one of his scouts wanted to punch him. You know, yeah, perpetuating the Russian stereotype. Mm, yeah, not that I give many age, you know, NHL front office guys. You know, like not that I look at them as you know the uh, exactly the. Uh, I don't know about moral compass. That's not really a problem. But the uh, uh, oh, smartest in terms, smartest with interviews, you know. But, yeah, I mean, Nail Yakupov has just kind of always rubbed me the wrong way. I mean, you know, I, I did want the Blackhawks to trade for him back in, uh, God, whatever. 2016, I think it was. Yeah, I was like, yeah, take a flyer on him. Why not? But, you know, clearly it didn't work out. And, uh, you know, so they sort of, you know, they didn't really miss anything too great. But, uh Coach Q would have hated him, but if Jeremy Colleton was like behind the bench or we had a Jeremy Colleton type coach, I bet we would have taken a bet on Yakupov or a flyer. You know, honestly, they, they probably could have. Colleton might have been the guy to get through to him. I mean, we've seen it. You know, he he could have been the guy. But, you know, Yakupov seems to kind of been. He, he seems to kind of been the one who always got in his own way. So 
not going to be bitter, but I don't know. He's just one of those guys where it's like, it just bothers me. You have all that talent, man. He could have been such a damn good player, and he just squandered it completely. And that's why we stand Alex Galchenyuk in this house. Noted Toronto Maple Leaf. I mean, why would you? No. Why, why does Alex Galchenyuk matter? Do you, do you like cheer for the Leafs or something? Is there something I don't know? Nah, nah. Not like he was, you know, like the second or third overall pick in 2012, and uh, you know, the better teammate of uh, Neil Yakupov. I'm sure it's just because I'm a Leafs fan. Pierce, please attack me for my stereotypes. That's really nice, man. That's really. You know, nice. I gotta get. I gotta get credit that you're not wearing your Leafs sweater. For the first time in what, like two months? <laughs> Every damn podcast, dude. I don't know why. It's just the first thing I throw on. But, uh, gosh, let's bring this back to uh, another to, player who's. Yeah, on to uh, top three picks that haven't worked out. Uh, Patrick yeah. Line. Another smooth <clears> transition <throat> there. Player who can be uh, a bit lackadaisical uh, at times, but uh, quite honestly, has not been, from what I know, has not been much of that in Columbus. And yet. Yet again, he gets benched every, or not benched really, but he gets just put, just buried on the fourth line every game. If I'm him, yeah. I'm just, if I'm lying, I'm losing my mind. Like I am the best goal scorer on this team. I am, <clears throat> admittedly, I would probably think, hey, I'm kind of probably the most skilled forward on this entire team, and I'm getting shoved under the fourth line because my coach just doesn't understand how to use skill players. And it's not just a, a rumor. We've seen this, like you said. You've seen this for over a decade. Yeah, you've seen this in Columbus, too. I've been bringing up the fact that, like, as soon as he got there, Ryan Johansson was unhappy, he got scratched, and then went to Nashville, the whole Pierre-Luc Dubois situation. Like, the fact that Panarin didn't want to sign back, I don't know if that had to do with so much as that he wanted to go with New York, but, uh, yeah, just, like, they can't hold on to star players, and I think John Tortorella has a bit to do with that. You need a... I know his, his style can, like, rub some players the wrong way, and you need that, like, that coach that's kind of more... Uh, open and welcoming and more um, open to play players with skills like Patrick Line. It's just, mm-hmm. and I think that'll be, that'll, that's what Columbus needs to do going forward. Be more open to like skilled players like that. Cause it really just seems like in their entire franchise history, they've kind of had this reputation of being like a, a, a grinding team and bring your uh, lunch pails to work and all that stuff. Kind of grind away <laughs> kind of team. <laughs> yeah. And I think no, they need right, to, you need to look forward to being a more like skilled and quick team and all that. And yeah. they have three first round picks. I, I like, again, like going back to your kick a line. I think he's done a great job. I like that when he knows his team is good, he's gone in like taking a risk. But like when he knows his team is bad, he's sold off guys like David Savard and Nick Foligno for first round picks and all that. So yeah. I, I think Kekalina is they're like, they're good as their GM going forward. And um, they got Shaq. Chanikov, I think that's how you say it. Igor Chanikov. Shaquille O'Neal. I'm like, man, you know what? Shaquille O'Neal, the the guy who played for the the Chicago Bruins. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. You saw. We ever bring that up? Yeah, the four. Um, they had Shaq, the four NHL teams he knows, and he struggled through three, and they go Chicago, uh, uh, Bruins, (laughs) Chicago Bruins. (laughs) (laughs) I immediately thought of the. uh, house team that i played against uh about an hour away from me the uh chicago bruins i'm like damn good job Shaq. <laughs> you, you really know your hockey man you even not, know the... not only does he know nhl he knows uh like yeah he knows like house teams. league teams yeah no it's house yeah, this is like yeah. house league man yeah, he even follows he watches the bantam kids man he he is really a pioneer of the sport man a real ambassador yeah, he's giving, giving pierre mcguire <clears throat> a run for his money 
Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Chicago Bruins and uh, Addison uh, at the uh, Addison Ice Rink, you know, uh, great kids there, you know. Uh, oh my goodness, that's Ryan Callahan stands. Oh, Ryan Callahan. <laughs> And Ryan O'Reilly, I like this man. He's really a hockey player. <laughs> hey, Charles, hey, Bucky, look. That's my boy Ryan Callahan that stands. Look at that. Damn. Okay, I just That's saw Ryan this. Callahan. You know how Shaq was on you know how Shaq was on Hot Ones? What about Pierre Maguire oh, on yes. Hot Ones? <laughs> oh, my God. He's struggling to speak. Well, you know, uh, Jonathan Tapes. Uh, King of Chicago. He's the king of Chicago. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Our two bald things, Sean Evans and uh, Pierre Maguire, <laughs> and Shaq in the same room. Oh my, oh my God. God! And Joe Rogan, the smartest and Joe man Rogan. And then we got to get Alex Jones in there somehow. What was that thing you sent me? It was like <laughs> we didn't need Joe Rogan back in the day. We had a twenty-seven-year-old brother who smoked pots <laughs> and oh, said the aliens God, yeah. were coming, or something like that. <laughs> I think it was oh. the, the man's or the man's invented the uh, cell phone. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, oh my god! Uh, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, the ultimate <laughs> pseudo intellectual. For Christ's sakes! Um, bring that uh, up, I Jimmy. just want That's to say. That's entirely possible. Yeah, he he bring that up, Jimmy. That's entirely possible. <laughs> so this is buddy him. Fine, I was talking to you. <laughs> you seen the video where it's like all timed up, where it's like it's like clips of him, and it's like they're all going at different times, and they all time up at. It's entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Yeah, there's one. There's one with buddy of mine too. I've seen all those. Oh man, I need to watch that. I really need to watch that when I'm done with this podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, oh, we're not going there. Yeah, oh, I'm just going to say what we're not going to bring up is uh, Elon Musk be on SNL. Just saying we're oh. not going to talk about that at all. We're not going to talk about that. Please talk about Line A. Please. Patrick Line um, <laughs> But yeah, what do you give up, like, realistically? Uh, what do you give up for Patrick Line to be in Chicago? Well, I dude... for one would ask Elon Musk because he's probably the smartest guy if, in the world. I mean, good Lord. I mean, he posts memes and he... Makes unfunny jokes. Anyway, I, I I I have seen too much of that man on my fucking timeline this week, and I'm so glad for when he. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. You know what? I'm gonna say it. I'm 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 I'm. Oh, oh my god! Fuck! I feel like an idiot. What was the line? What was the? I don't care that you broke your elbow. <laughs> I don't care that you're on SNL. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I really. Oh man, that, I goofed on that one. But uh, I don't care that anyway. you think memes are that like, you're a, a, a meme normie. I also fuck that up too. <laughs> Just yeah, no, it's up. Elon. Dude, it's the five G chips in our brains, man. He's fucking with it. He he. Elon Musk is so smart that he knows what's going on at all times. He's on his computer. He's fucking with our five G chips, dude. Oh, uh, dude, I, I'm in Canada. Yeah, us. We're trying to troll us, man. To government <laughs> and uh, like the carbon tax. Exactly, yeah, you socialist pigs. What else am I supposed to expect? Pierce, why'd you drag me into this? Good lord. You know, but, uh, I'm supposed to, as Canadian, gover- as Canadian government, Trudeau's the best. Four more years. Oh, exactly, oh no, six more years. Dude, give all the terms. Uh, I, think my, I think my 5G chip's kind of calming down. About, so. yeah, here's the thing about Canada. like You can run however long you want to, whereas the US, it's only t- two terms. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, that's a... Uh, a little problematic i'm just gonna say 
But um, that's a whole. That's a whole other podcast. Like we're political. Yeah, imperialism, (laughs) all that things, things of that nature is like that's a whole other topic we could do. But oh yeah. Um. Yeah, but like I said, my 5G chip's starting to uh, cool down a little bit, so I think we can talk about Line A again. Uh, Thank you, uh, Bill Gates, for giving me this uh, this corporate freedom. We're still on that part. Yeah. Yeah. What else is uh, Yeah, that's true. Getting off topic. That's right. I'm the one who says it. Um, Max Shalunov and Demir Shavarov, I think that's how you say it. But they're a potential package deal, so... Max Shalunov's team lost to Avangard Omsk and Neil Yakupov, and I believe Vili Polka was on the Avangard Omsk uh, yes, he was. championship team as well. So, you know, good for him, man. Um, unfortunately, never worked out in Chicago. I always remembered, like, playing in NHL 14 or 15, he'd be the player with, like, four green stars, and he'd always be, like, close to 90 overall. He'd always be high 80s, and it's just, damn it, I, I thought he'd be something, man. But uh, yeah. good for him, man. He didn't play a single NHL game, did he? I don't think he did, no. Oh, and I remember we traded him to uh, Ottawa for uh, Christy Domenico, who was also on that 2009 uh, Canadian World Juniors team <clears throat> when they beat Russia. Chris, Christy Domenico, noted uh, player who in uh, in the 2018 uh, um, Calder Cup playoffs, uh, after losing to the Texas Stars, I believe he... What was it he did? Did he argue with a fan or something? He did some stupid yeah, shit, so. and they yeah, just didn't even think about resigning it. He was gone just like that. Fun fact about Christy Domenico for you guys. Very fun fact. Uh, but back to uh, back to better things and uh, not weird points. Um. So Max Shalunov, he, he was drafted by Chicago in 2011. So. 10 years ago holy shit dude that's crazy um oh and he's not i think he played with rockford in 2013 14 i'm pretty sure we brought this up before but he did have a brief stand in north america but he's been in the khl since but uh i don't know if they're exactly going to sign him but if there is a time to sign him it is now because he had a very uh good uh, postseason i think he had like 11 goals or something like that it was pretty it was a pretty crazy run and then uh demir shavarov um he had uh, 60, he was point per game in the KHL, which is not easy to do. KHL is the second uh, best hockey league in the world, best hockey league in the world, not named the NHL. So, yep. I mean, if they can get both, man, just like get more, like just get as many skilled players as you can in the lineup. Just kind of let them sort things out, maybe make some moves, because I think the Blackhawks are going to be really busy this offseason, especially with the uh, expansion draft. So, honestly, I'm down for Max Shalunov and Demir Javarov. Just, again, get more skill into the lineup. And, you know, um, you're going to have probably 14 forwards on the team next. You're going to have some on the taxi squad. Just, like, see which ones are the best. And if not, just trade them and see what you can get back and build for the future. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know, are they keeping the taxi squad as a long-term thing? I would think so. I don't know, to be honest. I kind of like, hope uh, they do because it, it it's a pretty – it it's sort of like this weird middle ground. Like of uh, It's like the NHL's version of the practice squad, you know, where you just kind of – you know, you have guys there. They're not playing games, but they're, you know, they're with the team. They're practicing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you – I mean – Obviously, you know, you want some of these guys to get games, but um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think that in certain scenarios, I mean, even without COVID, I think it's, it's not a bad idea. It gives a little more roster space, you know. I, I believe it does. 
you know, you yeah. obviously contracts are the same, I think, but you know, you, yeah, it's a bigger, you know, roster in general. You can carry these guys around and you know what, if they find, I mean, I feel like, you know, if NHL teams find it beneficial, they'll probably, you know, vouch for it to be a long-term thing. And I, I, I could see it being that. I kind of hope it is, you know, it, it just, I don't know. It kind of, it's good to have, you know, these, these people like right there, you know, in case an injury happens or, you know, just, you know, a little more flexibility. I like that. Um, yeah, but my thoughts on, uh, is it, uh, Shafaryov, I believe. Yeah. I, believe Shafaryov. Shafaryov. I think that's how you Shafaryov say it. And Shalunov. Um, I, I mean, I don't know how in the world you, uh, knock a Brett Connolly out of the lineup, but by God, if somebody can do it, maybe it'll be back Shalunov or Shafaryov. Um, uh, you know what? It's, it's a weird thing because they have such a log jam at forward, but the thing is, you want to get the best players available, and those guys realistically could be better than you know a couple guys on this uh, on this forward core. Um, and you got guys like Reichel coming in, but I kind of look at it as and I think you do too. Is it just give yourself the best options possible? You know, like, why not? Why not? Why not? Again, like, like, like I said, Dangle. trade some player. Like if there's players that don't fit in. Like trade them, get some draft picks back, you know, build for the future. And well, you have these skilled players on your team that have overtook them, like the other players you had. You know what? Here's a guy that uh, definitely will um uh, will definitely be keeping an eye on, and a lot of people have been for a while. But I think this is probably when it's going to happen. And you know, it sucks. It'll probably sell, have to sell on him. But Dylan Strom. Uh, he, yeah, dude. I don't think he's back, to be honest. Yeah. I'm looking at this and I think I think you he's I think he's gone. Um Which uh, hey, you know who we can ask about that on Thursday? Charlie Amaliotis. Yes, sir. Noted very good friend of the podcast. This is third time. Very good friend of the podcast. Yeah, good friend. And very, you know, very, very, very good friend of the podcast. Look at him going up the ranks, man. What a guy. What a beauty. What a Greek beauty. I mean, Mike Hardman, you know, he's only played a few games, you know. I'm not gonna... He's been all right in those couple games, though. Yeah, he's been I solid, yeah. So, you know what? He's just kind of yeah, you know, kind of a bottom six player, but you, you can yeah. have cheap bottom six players that are young like that. Right. Well, honestly, I mean, I could see him I could see him being a middle six guy. Like, he has the potential, but right now, yeah, I, I wouldn't pencil him as anything more than the bottom six player. I agree with you on that. I just, I hope that he, because he has an offensive touch, I just really hope that he... He finds that he'd be nice to uh, nice if he works out. I mean, he's really working hard, man. Every shift. Or you're not gonna you laugh. Hey, he might be working hard every shift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's working hard, yeah. man. He's working hard, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I really hate myself right now. Um, you know who's looking no, like dude. he won't be uh, taken out of the lineup? Adam Gaudet. What a great dude, game he had last I'm night. I'm surprised. Well, yeah, so it took far. us that long to bring him up, dude. Good lord. He has so much offensive potential. They have to keep him for the next season, no, dude. He's, he's awesome. And wow, what a shocker that you go to a team that isn't the Vancouver Canucks and look how <laughs> look how well you do. A team with a coach. I mean, well, no, I don't want. I'm not going to knock Travis Green. I think he's done a, a, a swell job I with them. Too. I think he's been. I think he's done a good job. Just I like Travis has, Green. A lot of it has to do with the management. Yeah, it kind of sucks when you're given a bad roster to work with. Um, and not that uh, you know, unfortunately, at the moment, you know, Colleton's isn't you know the, the best either. But on forward, it's it's uh it's definitely bussing. And uh, you know, you've got. A guy like Connolly is going to be in and out of the lineup. 
um, Brett the Jet Baby. And uh, yeah, because if you're, you're going to carry 14 forwards, you know, unless Reichel's coming up next year, I mean, he's shit, probably just... going to be in the AHL, I bet. And I think yeah, that'd be and... beneficial. And I think, yeah, Hardman is, you know, a two, I'm pretty sure he's on a two-way contract, I would think. Yeah. Um. So, you know, you probably, you know, Hardman probably gets AHL time. And this is if, you know, a guy like Shalunov or Safaryov, you know, or, or both work out, you know, Hardman's probably going to go to the AHL. I'm sure he gets some time there. Connolly's in and out of the lineup. Dillenstrom's probably gone, let's be honest. Like, well, not to say, let's be honest. We, we, no, both, we both agree on that. Don't, yeah. I don't see him back this year, and he's 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 a good cost. Like he's only three mil. I mean, that's not bad if a team really wants you know like a third line center who can who can contribute. It's pretty good money. I mean, if a championship team really wants him, or I should say a contender, you know that that caliber of a team. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I and then you know you assume Taves comes back, and that's you know three player. You know that's uh, two players. You know not in the roster: Hardman and Strom. Uh, I, I do not see Hinnestrosa going anywhere anytime soon at all. I mean, that guy is, he is solidified a roster spot for himself to say the least. I mean, my God, and who knows, maybe Connolly goes in the expansion draft. Who knows? Um, but I think if they or do Dahan. bring on, or please one of the two, or I should say, please one of the two, I, I really think Dahan needs to go. I, I think for his own sake, I think he'll be better in Seattle. I think, you know, Look at a guy like Derek Englund had in Vegas. I think he'll have a season like that, you know, just kind of find his game again a bit. Um, I hope it's DeHaan over Connolly because I think Connolly can contribute more, and I always say it, I always say it. Having a forward with a bad contract is never as bad as a defenseman with a bad contract. It's so mm-hmm. simple. There are more forwards. They have, like, wingers especially. Wingers have, like, the least effect in the game of any position. Unless you're, you know, a Patrick Kane or, you know, a, a Max Pacioretty. Uh, why did Max Pacioretty come to mind? Oh my God. <laughs> Vegas was on the mind. Yeah, Max Pacioretty was right. Hey, hey, he this has been a popular free. term. Yeah, there's been a popular term between uh, Vancouver <clears throat> and Toronto fans. He lives what, rent-free in your head. They do. They do. Oh, my God. Oh, we're not talking about that this podcast no. or whatever. They, those, team, those fan bases are, the toxic fans are in full force right now. God bless. I got to say, shout out uh, at Magician Marner for being one of the few Leafs fans I can tolerate right now. Um, Here's an interesting uh, name, yeah. Piaster, because he is an RFA this offseason, yeah. but according to Evolving Hockey, he's worth about <laughs> $4 million, apparently. And uh, I wonder if the Blackhawks maybe capitalize on his high trade value because he's had a pretty good season. And instead of signing him to a, like a fear contract with too much uh, money, so I wonder yeah. if they try to and get something out of them while they can, because it's, it's rather th- I'd rather that I'd rather, you know, sorry, I'd rather trade no, on the side for too much of a contract, like too much money or term or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because man, it's weird because this team obviously has not had, you know, they have not had a, uh, like a great year. You know, they've, they've had a very, but they've had a very, um, They've really they've done so much better than anyone expected, and like I, you don't want to fall in love with players, but I won't I won't lie. Like I really I really enjoy this team, man. I enjoy the players on it. I I don't know, man. And so you know it sucks. Like I like Pius Suter, you know he had his, his first goal was his hat trick. You know it was uh you know it's been a fun fun season watching him in his rookie year. But I was thinking that too. I saw you put that down in our notes, and you know I um. I, I looked at that and I'm like, you know, if there's one guy that 
maybe you're going to trade. Maybe it's him. I mean, he is very, you know, the thing is, he's very, very flexible. Like, or very flexible. versatile. He can play versatile, anywhere in the right. But, but you're getting out of Suter. You, what you want from P.S. Suter, you're getting out of Brandon Hagel at a younger age with better cost control and more of it. Like, you're, you're just getting more out of Brandon Hagel. It's sort of the same thing. The only difference is you can't play center, but the thing is you have a guy like Lucas Reichel coming up. You have Philip Kurashev who plays center for your team. So if Jonathan Taves is ready next year, you're going Taves, Doc, Kurashev. You you aren't, you know, hurting for centers at the moment. So I I just don't see him fitting long-term. I like the player a lot. I just don't see him as a long-term fit. So, yeah, I don't know. It's unfortunate that our uh, our one of our the Swiss boys might uh, be on the way out. But, yeah, I, I – yeah, I, I I agree with you that maybe sign up. The, the contract I was thinking was two by four, or you know two two four each year, or two three each year. You know one of the two. I'm leaning more towards four because in a in a full season he's mm, around I'd say around forty points ish. So you know that's nothing to scoff at. Um. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that they can yeah. get better value for that kind of money. And yeah. like if this value is high, I think you try to look for some. You know. Yeah, teams, I mean, I feel like, you know, kind of maybe coming off the high of a good rookie season, maybe teams will, you know, pinch a little bit more. Clearly, there were teams that I wanted like him. I like Dominic Cahoon. Yeah, well, except, oh, please not for Oli Mata this time. Yeah. Hey, you know what makes sense? That just popped in my brain. What about, so, like, P.S. Suter to Toronto for, like, Travis Dermott or something? Oh, I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be a nice, that'd be a nice trade right there. Because you know, well, yeah. I think Toronto was one of the teams interested in him, so... I mean, they kind of get the same thing out of Alex Kerfoot. But... Yeah, I was going to say, like, he can kind of be their Zach Hyman, Alex Kerfoot kind of player. Not that he, like, has that tendency, but, like, Ooh. more like kind of a versatile player that they can play up and down their lineup, probably for a bit cheaper, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that, oh, you know what? Yeah, with Hyman, I, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if Toronto's going to be able to afford Hyman, aren't they? Probably not. No, he's coming to Chicago, baby. Yeah, yes, he is, man. Oh, I would, I would kill for him to be a Chicago Blackhawk. I mean, Dude, I like what Emerson. More players like him. We've been saying this. You know what? You, he's Brandon Hagel is kind of the Hawksack Hyman, no doubt. But who? I mean, I'd take another Brandon Hagel. Why not? If you don't overpay him too much, you're gonna overpay a little bit in free agency, and he's one of the, you know, one of the front runners in terms of free agency at least you know you would think he is uh the toronto name kind of helps that for sure um but yeah oh man i would i'd be perfectly fine with zach hyman in a black Hawks jersey no question noted author author also book writer yeah. maybe you can get godette to switch back to that 96 96 is a fantastic number I don't care what he says. Yeah, it is. Thomas Holmstrom special. Yeah, I was just going to bring up Thomas Holmstrom, baby. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So, Rod Brendermore, um, he is a UFA coach at the end of the season, and uh, not only is he trying to get paid, but he's trying to get his staff paid, and I fucking love that from Rod Brendamore. I would. Because yes. if... Because no, he's, he's, he's clearly one of the best coaches in the NHL, and I would not be surprised if he was nominated for a Jack Adams this year. And if, like, 
Carolina doesn't want to resign him because uh, he doesn't want to pay his staff, then, like, too fucking bad. Like, Rod Brendamore is so good that he's going to go somewhere else and make them a cup contender as well, you know. So I think Brendamore holds a lot of the uh, holds a lot of uh, power in the negotiation. So it's like, yeah, you don't want to pay me or my staff, then I'll just fuck off, go out somewhere else, and you guys can suffer because you won't find as good of a coach as, as, as me, you know. Yeah. I like oh, that. Uh, one child's Gambino, fuck you, pay me. Exactly. exactly. Pay me and my friends. <laughs> Fuck you, pay me and my good friends. No, yeah, I, I really like that. I know I hate that we, we all know the word, you know, so classy gets thrown around the NHL for the least of things. But no, that genuinely I've is heard a... I've nothing but good things about Rod Brindley. No, that's genuinely a class act. You know, to, to, put your, to put your guys out there and say, you know what, man, these guys do, these guys do work that is, you know, insanely underrated that... Yeah, underappreciated. Yeah, like the staff members, you know, uh, they do so much work, and it does not get nearly. I mean, it's it's almost never going to get the attention it deserves. And that's you know, maybe those guys like being under the radar, but you got to pay them, you know. And if Rob Brindamore, if Rob, like you said, if Rob Brindamore wants his guys paid, they're going to get paid by somebody. If it's not the Hurricanes, uh, exactly. it's somebody if it's else. Carolina or not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right away, I'm like, oh man, you know, <sighs> kind of a shame that you know, I you know. I mean, Kyle, and I don't want to bash in the guy. God knows everyone does that enough. But, oh, man, if there's anybody I would uh, fire my coach right away for a mid and extension. Oh, Brendan Moore or Galan? He's one of the guys. Two. I was just going to say it's it's Brendan Moore or it's Galan. Which, it's how the hell is, how is Gerard Galan not a head coach? I bet you he goes to Seattle and makes him like a playoff. Mr. Expansion coach. Yeah. Do we ever – do we know what – why he was fired? Do we do we know yet? Because they weren't getting saves, and as soon as uh, DeBoer comes in, they get saves because they got Robin Leonard. It's stupid. How many coaches that have been fired because their goalies can't make saves? Because I'm pretty sure Vegas was like a top three team, top five team, and like shot share and possession and all of that right before he got fired, and they didn't have the best record. But that's because they couldn't get a damn save. And as soon as DeBoer comes in, they trade for Robin Leonard, and that's when they start getting saves. And then the pandemic happens. So it's just I don't and I don't think anything systematically has changed much in Vegas other than the fact that they have Leonard and, and Fleury that are playing both so damn well now that they probably have the best goaltending tandem in the NHL. I hate NHL GM so much, man. <laughs> I hate those fuckers. I mean, I like what uh, I think it's Kelly McCrimmon has done in Vegas, but like I still don't understand that. Oh no, yeah, I sh- yeah, I should no, I've yeah, I, I shouldn't say. Well, I, you know, NHL GMs are but, far from perfect. So how I say this, I hate the dumb shit they do because the dumb shit is insanely dumb. When it's bad, it is bad. Also, you know who would be? <laughs> this is kind of funny. Uh, if Rob Brindamore was to come to Chicago, um, you know, on a prayer, obviously. Um, you know who? Not me, you, know, you, you know what? A good a good person, uh, someone who fits the system uh, or the roster in Carolina is Jeremy Colleton. Like not the best coach, but employs a man on man system. Clearly, that's the roster that can do it. Oh my god! Um, There's a roster that can do that. It's Carolina, dude. Exactly, and they do. They already do so it with Brendan Moore. So yeah. just, there you go. But mm, I don't think I'm not gonna. I am not. Uh, going to imagine that he'd be anywhere close to Brendan Moore. Oh, I'm not going to because... uh, Brendan Moore's just a fantastic coach. He's he's mm -hmm. what people... He's what I thought Tortorella was. 
exactly what I thought Tortorella was. You know, this very like, you know, strong, hard ass guy who, you know, who like, you know, his players will go to war for him kind of guy. And uh, except this guy actually very clearly knows how to use all of his skill players. And we skill, we yeah. see it. He knows how to use his skill players. And boy, does he have a lot of those to uh, at his uh, at his use. So yeah. are you surprised if Carolina wins the cup this year? I would be surprised if no, I wouldn't say be surprised if they didn't. Uh, with uh, Vegas, Colorado, and uh, you know teams of the sort, but in the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course. But um, no, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if they won it. No. Hey man, you can't forget Nashville with uh, UC Soros pulling a yourself luck. <laughs> oh my god, it's oh gonna happen. No, when you distance. Yeah. So context, people. We were, you know, we have a little group chat for this uh, podcast, and yesterday, you know, we're talking about, you know, like possible uh well, not possible but you know just like playoff matchups playoff as they're kind of you know yeah. forming yeah and this motherfucker goes man i can't wait till uc <laughs> Soros pulls a 2010 halak against uh it's gonna you know, carolina and boy oh boy i curse you like just damn you you bastard <laughs> That, I mean, that it's happens. like I'm playing both sides so I can come out on top because if uh, <laughs> if uh, Nashville wins, then that means I'm correct. But if they don't win, then that means Nashville doesn't Nashville win. So, loses. yeah. If if UC Soros pulls off a 2010 Halak, I will. What what should I do? Should I buy a UC Soros shirt? Yes, yes. Not even that. Buy a, a UC Soros jersey. Oh, I know the money for that. I wish I did. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Hold up. I may in June. We'll hold off on that. We'll hold off on that. Keep that thought. <laughs> keep that thought. We'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. That'll be interesting. But uh, keep that. Clip that. Yo, clip that. Clip that. Clip that. So speaking of players anyways. that are on heaters right now, Connor McDavid, hundred point uh, rush. I think he got. I think one game against Calgary, he didn't get a point, but then the next game he got three points or four points. I, I can't forget. Jesus, or I can't yeah. remember. I know you were like, oh man, he's pointless. You know, through a, you know, pointless through. Yeah, one so he's had I think he had a three point game. So yeah, he's had eighty seven points, forty nine games. He has seven <clears> games <throat> to get thirteen. You think he does it? Oh yeah. Dude, he's playing Vancouver five times. He's playing Vancouver five times. It was funny. Uh, I saw a tweet and someone, someone's like, man, poor Vancouver. They have no idea what's coming for them. <laughs> he is going to obliterate that team. It is not going to be pretty. Yeah, he had a three-point game against Calgary. Two games before that, a three-point game. A game before that, four. A game before that, three. This man is just... He's the third best player of all time. He's the third best player of all time. I I will scream it from the rooftops. He is the third best player of all time. I am already confident in that. Okay, Jimmy, uh, but editor and Leaf says that after the, uh, getting screwed twice on hard trophies, he deserves and didn't win. Connor McDavid is going to win one this year. That should belong to Austin Matthews. <sighs> Who said that? Editor and Leaf are good. Uh, good. Uh, Totally unbiased uh, source for Toronto Maple Leafs news. <laughs> he's like Bolt's joke. He's not Jimmy. an asshole. He's just really got <laughs> awful takes. Awful takes. I feel bad because he just gets dogged on. But then I see the takes and I'm like, yeah, but you, you deserve to be dogged on, dude. What do you mean? 
doing? What You've are you talking done that about? to myself. <laughs> oh, an editor leaf. Don't make me hurt you. He just throws out a tweet comparing Hole to Pareko. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, and then he said that to Ryan. He thought it was better than Colorado. <laughs> uh, he has his, yeah, that team has the Colorado and Toronto tweets. You will try. <laughs> And it's funny because, like, the one thing he said that, like, Makar's better than Riley, but he didn't even spell Makar right. He put, like, Marak is better than Riley. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Justin Hall being compared to Colton Pareko was one of the. That's, like, that's everything to me, man. You know what? If Stan Bowman should call up uh, Doug Armstrong, is he still there? Yeah. Good, he sucks. Anyways, um, he should call Doug Strom, Doug Armstrong up and say, "Well, you see, Doug lately, Strom. I, Doug Strom. <laughs> that's the that's the podcast name, Doug, Doug Strom. Strom. <laughs> that's awesome. He needs to put more. He needs to put more uh, elbow elbow grease into his work. So for now, he's just Doug oh, Strom. No arm. no arm, just strong. Yeah. He's not even strong because there's no arm. Anyways, uh, he calls up Doug Strong and. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he tells him, you know, I, I've been seeing us in comparisons, you know, uh, you know, on Twitter, you know, it's a really fair comparison of uh, Colton Franco to Justin Hole, and you know, Justin Hole, uh, you know, really only worth like a maybe a mid round pick. So uh, what do you say, you know, uh, fourth round pick for Colton Franco? Bam, Colton Franco, Blackhawks. I would, dude, the things I would do for Colton Franco in a Blackhawks jersey. Isn't he uh, a noted uh, good Alberta kid? Yeah, he's from uh, Fort Saskatchewan, I believe. I'm not gonna lie. He looks like he's like Scandinavian. He does not look Canadian. Because he's why? Because he's blonde. <laughs> he looks like that strong blonde dude. He just looks. He looks so Finnish. I was I was surprised when I found he was Canadian. Like, he just he looks like. And played for the more Fort McMurray Oil Barons of the AJHL. Well, he's got those soft, e- soft eastern pinko frosted tips. How was I supposed to think he was from Alberta? Come on now. No, he, he just does that for disguise. Oh, you're He's right. Like, yeah. Oh, you think I'm a, uh, a Finnish kid, yeah. but a Finnish pinko liberal, but I'm a good Canadian kid from <laughs> St. Albert, Alberta. He's going to crush you and destroy you. I love how liberals like the word for leftists. Like, everyone just assumes anybody on the left is a liberal, but that's uh, not to get political. That's for a different time. Uh no, um, well, that's, that's, that for, right that's now, for because we're we're never political on this podcast because politi- politics are in No, you know podcast. what? We're going to bring politics oh, into it. Oh, my we're gonna bring politics into it. Jim, Shut up. Is it, is it wrong to wear a t-shirt and shorts on your first date? <gasps> you sent me this tweet in the morning. One of the first things I wake up to and I, you know, I check my Twitter DMs and I look at my phone and just I just mutter to myself. Fuck me. So whenever if I see was something it, was on it Twitter, night or was it in the morning? Yeah. I don't know, but whenever I matter. see, whenever I see something on Twitter, I instantly think of Jimmy, and I'm wondering what would his reaction be? Would he cringe at it or be like, "Oh my god"? And when I think, and when it when it meets that criteria, I always send it to him. So yeah. <laughs> either one, either one, and uh, oh no, she deleted the tweet. Oh no, it was yeah. Um, so okay, this okay, is no. from. Like, I remember so just it at all. I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this. Yeah, I am so yeah. fired up about 
this. I'm so fired up about this. So, um, yeah, this was last night. I was just, I was chilling, you know. And I check my phone and I see. Uh, so the tweet it started with was deleted by the time I saw this. The first one, mm-hmm. um, the one you sent me was a reply to the quote of it. So it had um, like 250 quote tweets, like five oh, likes. Oh, 285. It's, it's 285 right now. And oh, yeah, hold, 280, no, listen, listen. 285 quote tweets, one retweet. <laughs> Singular <laughs> retweet. Incredible stuff uh, here from Sarah Kelly. Mega ratio. I don't, I don't want to dunk on her. Like I don't want to be an asshole, but man, this was an incredibly bad take. Um, so. What was? Do you know the original tweet? Because I don't really need to, but clearly it had something to do with her. Here's the context cooking. of it. So, okay. this is from Lindsay Adler, living in a weird game of viral post telephone, where some dude is trying to roast me by posting photos of himself in a full suit on a Sunday night because I said gym shorts are a weird choice on a second day. <laughs> so that's cringy from both sides. That's cringeworthy from both sides. If he, that's his intention. Um, but she decided to take it to another level. Uh, it would be, uh, at Nikius MBA. Um, he, he quote tweeted, I remember he said something like, uh, uh, are jerseys out of the question now? Are sports jerseys weird now? And she goes, they are after age 30, in my opinion. Oh, I'm sure that, <laughs> I'm sure not everyone will agree with that. And there are also probably outliers who can pull stuff off, but generally I'm going to say it's a no. <laughs> <laughs> and she and then and then not only does she do that everyone goes uh like isn't that kind of shitty and she's like mm, no you need to wear any if you wear gym shorts mm, not going to impress me and she's just in the trenches defending this take i don't know i don't know why she thought that was the, the opinion to die by the funny thing about that is I picture it when it'd be like, like a person pulling up in like a 1930s car with like a full suit and a top hat and just them sitting there and it's like, that's my ideal choice for when you get a face game. God damn it. Like, I love a fancy man. Yeah. And I can just picture him sitting in a suit with his top hat on. It's like hundred degrees out in the United States and it's just like sweat <laughs> everywhere. It's like suit is drenched in sweat. Like <laughs> I love yeah, was, that... he was in a baseball game, right? He was in a baseball game? Yeah, a baseball game. You know what it reminds me of? No, no, no. The best thing she did, she was like, mm, you're gonna have to wear khaki shorts. I'm like, what? <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It's awful. You know what it reminds me of? That tweet where it's a picture of a a guy's like living room and it's just a TV and like one uh, like recliner and it's like girls. It's like, are you are men okay with this? It's like, yes, we are. That's the same (laughs) kind of energy it gives off. (laughs) Incredible, yeah. No, it's like, and I I almost oh guy, I don't want to sound like I'm my. Um, oh, never mind. Sorry, I like lost my thought. Um, but yeah, it's like it's the people on Twitter who gatekeep lifestyle, like normal lifestyles. It's like holy shit. Like the biggest thing in this man, and it's not just with her. You see it with a lot of people. It just it's like, of course, are you seriously? Damn. Okay, going for the white women. Okay, she's yeah, appears. Wow. Anyways, you know, um, I said it's get political, man. I political. You. Yeah, but what was I going to say um, is that you just see people 
in general. Um, you just see people in general gatekeeping like normal things, man. It's like, are you really going to log onto Twitter today? And you really going to log onto Twitter today? And like, that's what you want to do is you want to tell, that's tell somebody you're going to you're going to tell somebody what they can and can't wear. And it's not, I mean, we know it's, it's, it's not just women, you know, it's, it's people on Twitter like to gatekeep anything. It's fan bases. It's apparently gym shorts. Um, I can't believe you've gotten to this point. We have, you know, there's natural progression and then there's natural degression. And that, that does, that's what Twitter does every day. There's a natural degression in our conversations. And to, yesterday we, uh, we got to the point of gatekeeping fucking gym shorts and jerseys. Oh my God. T-shirts as well. T-shirts? Is she? Did you say T-shirts as well? Yeah. <laughs> what can I wear? What can I wear? Only, you can only wear. You can only wear a suit. You need to have your pocket watch out. And you need your top hat. That's what Imagine you can like, only wear. If your husband goes into like, goes into the house, he walks in, and it's like a long sweaty day. He takes off his jacket and he has like a T-shirt on. She's like, "Get the fuck out of my house, you slob." <laughs> Yeah, it's done. Like, as soon as like a wet towel and you just throw it at your wife and get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> just grabs the fine china throwing at him. You sick fucking pig. This is what's wrong with men children. Uh, worry more about misogynist assholes and not what some dude is wearing in a baseball game, please. Worry about someone yeah, who's actually yeah. a problem, you know? There's so many people that are actually a problem out there, and you're worried about someone wearing fucking shit. <laughs> that's the again, that's the hill you're gonna die on, dude. Just the it's it was it's so fucking funny, man. Like that's I it's like everything you send me, right? And every every time I log into Twitter, I'm like, I never thought I'd see that. And I step back and I'm like, no, I'm not surprised at all. But I'm genuinely impressed. <laughs> I'm very impressed that you decided to find a way to go there. <laughs> good good on you, I guess. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh my god, dude. God, <laughs> when you said white woman, I, the first thing I thought of was that stupid meme with uh, Antonio, was Antonio Brown. <laughs> it's like, he tweeted like, no white no, woman 2020. No more white woman 2020, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. What a toxic fucker. Jesus. Oh, man. Well, anyways, um... Uh, what do we, we get to into get Twitter into questions that? and wrap this up? Yeah, and I don't really know how you can. Uh... Oh my God, Julia! <laughs> Good friend of the podcast, Julia. By the way, who made us another cover for the podcast? I what know. a gem she is. Oh, she's God a, bless she's her for best. that. And she's I know she's listening awesome. to this. Yes, yeah, so God bless you, Julia. Thank you. Three percent of our listeners are from Germany, and I'm she. And I think those are all single-handedly from her. Those could be from her, and I know that she's been spreading the word. So those could easily be from other people too, because of her. Which, by so the basically way, her as well. Nine hundred and five plays, an estimated audience of twenty-four people. Uh, half of those listeners <laughs> are from the United States. Forty-three uh, percent is from Canada, then three percent is from Germany, and then a mix of Sweden, Finland, UK, South Africa, and Switzerland. Listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who in South Africa is listening to our <laughs> annoying white ass opinions, but or, hey, you know, or the listen. UK, the UK. Are you both going to tune into the PJ's cast? <laughs> they discuss <laughs> Okay. Chances are it's somebody I know through film Twitter, to be completely honest. Man. 
Oh, uh, but she just sent me. Uh, Julia just sent me um, a a, a tweet. And uh, well, her her reaction was, or her comment on it in the DMs was, "I am so confused." Um, the uh, tweet was, "If you take out the ten games, he couldn't shoot the puck." Matthews was on pace for roughly a goal per game, which is more impressive than Gretzky's ninety-two goal season. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, he's done it. He's gone a step further. No, no. And the best thing, the best is part is, no, no. It is yeah yes it's our yes it's Edder and Leaf it's Edder and Leaf oh my god no the best the best part of the tweet is the insane just like from just round the world goalpost move if you ignore the ten games he couldn't shoot oh I'm sorry the ten games that just like any player you know the puck doesn't go in the net for every player. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. We'll definitely ignore those games. Oh, my God. He has to be joking. He has to be joking. He has to be joking. He has to be. There's no other way. I am. We got to get him on the podcast, man. No, no, we stop that. Gotta, oh, my God. No, 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 but sure. Let's give the end. Hey, no, no, no. It gets hey, better. Man, it gets better. Use, no, hold up. It gets better. <laughs> Shut up. No, don't ever, don't ever put me in the same conversation as that mindset. No. <laughs> He replies to that tweet and one-ups it. But sure, let's give the MVP to a worst defensive player who racked up 20-plus points versus the Senators. (laughs) I want to look up the stats what Austin Matthews did against Ottawa, dude. (laughs) Julia, you are the podcast MVP of today for sending me this before the podcast was over. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then there's the reply. Julia single-handedly saving us and Adam Wild as well. Um, what's it called? The uh, there's a reply from at uh, JFDOTG. I'm not gonna. I don't think that you can even pronounce that. Um, he says if you take away the games where McDavid was held pointless, he would be on pace for like 200 points. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And that's the what? thing with McDavid. There's like a few games where he went pointless against Toronto. I think. Oh my god! I oh my god. This is not Edder and Leaf, and I'm not going to name them because I, I don't want to put this person on blast because Edder and Leaf, everyone knows them. This is just oh, some schmo. Like to the one person listening to us, which is Julia. No, no, this is somebody else who replied to uh, some dude. Oh, that, the dude who made the uh, McDavid, the uh, you know McDavid joke. He goes, Jay, dot dot dot. He went through a stretch with the injury that he scored three goals in eleven games, and all three were tap-ins, dot dot dot. He did not have a single slap shot in those ten games, dot dot dot. Barring injury, he will score eighty next year, dot dot dot. You're watching a generational score, dot dot dot. Hashtag leaves. <laughs> hey, hashtag leaves. Hashtag leaves. <laughs> God, I love Twitter. <laughs> I love Leafs, Leafs Nation sometimes. What oh, beautiful, God. sweet, sweet material. Beautiful. I Anyways, to get to someone like Adam Wilde, who is an incredible Leafs fan, and then there's just the extreme end of, like, the editor of the Leaf that guy. Oh, my God, dude. <sighs> I know. <laughs> By the way, another incredible uh, tweet coming from Pock and Hostile today. Um, nothing oh, like yes. not letting a guy play for four months, not telling him why, not giving him regular practice time, then just saying, we'll throw you a pity start when we're sure it's a meaningless game. Great communication, Jeremy. 
How many teams are aren't they Seattle teams? fans now? Mm, he doesn't. Oh, he writes for Seattle. It's well, Puck and Hostile oh. is Puck and Hostile is a one person, and he writes for Seattle. Um, I'm pretty sure. Did I think you say he, you yeah, met him one for person. like someone or group chat did? No, no, no. I played at the same men's league that he did. Wow. And I, it was he... back when he was somewhat. I I remember him being somewhat sane back in 2016. I was like, oh, hey. I know you fucking hostile. He looks at me and just looks straight ahead and walks into the rink. Does not, just does not even acknowledge my existence after after making it clear that he acknowledged that I was there. <laughs> Nothing after Man, that. Steve Conroy is a way better person than him. He acknowledged that you're a fast and good hockey player. Yes, he did. Young thirteen year old me. I don't even know. <laughs> thirteen or fourteen year old me. All I know is that I was quote unquote the fastest player on the ice or something like that. I don't know, but. Hey, this is coming from the guy who said that Alex Dabrinkit's nest Stasuk. So, I mean, he clearly knows what he's talking about. <laughs> the extreme um, ends. He, didn't, he also, a puck and hostile, thinks that Alex Dabrinkit is not a good player, even though he's point per game and on pace for, like, literally, literally on a spectrum of the world. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> of the world. By the way, do we have any Twitter questions? I, do I give man? Yes. But you did you post a Twitter questions tweet? I, if so, okay. You didn't put it in the, the uh, group chat, so I just completely missed it. I'm going to put my good friend Pierce's notifications on today. All tweets. Look at me. United <laughs> against voters. <laughs> Wait, what? Looking for the NHLPA. <laughs> oh, my God. That's another thing we didn't get into. Okay, so there's this is from the at NHLWHPA. <laughs> The NWHL PA, sorry. Um, United Against Voter Suppression. So basketball players unions are on there and a bunch of other, the NFL PA, the WNBA PA, just like everything else. And the one that's missing is the NHL PA. And what? of course, like I'm not I'm not surprised, what? honestly. Because... Sorry? Man, I said, what? What? Who could have guessed? I know, I know, I know, dude. It's oh quite, my God, quite a I am... I am blown away, blown away by that. It's not Absolutely. even that hard, dude. Like, just you put your name you on there, and then you'll be... Oh, oh boy. Yeah, even your cat agrees no, no, no. with that. Fuck, stop, no! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> no! No! Wait, are we gonna get, we're gonna get a, our noted analyst, Apollo, on? Let's go! Apollo on the PJ's cast. What you gotta say Apollo, first, Apollo? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I wonder if we can get him to meow into the mic. Uh, hello, this is a uh, uh, good friend of Paul of the podcast. Uh, just want to say that I am hearing uh, hashtag rumblings that uh, Patrick Line is uh, being considered by the Blackhawks. Uh, asking price is uh, a Calvin DeHaan and Brett Connolly. Uh, more to come from L.A. Friedman tonight. Thank you. Wow, great analysis, wow. Paulo. Really weird how hanging out with me so much you have adapted to my voice. What a what a great cat, man. I'm, man you know, I don't think I've ever heard Stevie talk, so uh, hopefully we can get that going on the podcast and get some of her I opinions. Know. I think she has some. She's actually insight. sleeping on my bed right now. She's just resting up for the rumblings that are going to happen later today. I'm just resting. Twenty-one year old human being, and I just pretend to make my cat talk. Hey, man, you're podcast. twenty. You're going to be twenty-two in eleven days. You know what? I'm a great fan yeah, of that... birthdays. You, yeah, that also doesn't make things any better at all. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the 
the one my one good quality is that no matter what, if you tell me once what your birthday is, I'll remember it forever. Dude, yeah, I used to be that, and then oh, long that's a old thing, but yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate a friend who can remember my birthday because that is some wholesome hashtag content right there. That is some hashtag authentic content right there, my friend. Bro, it's um, a can of Oh, I it might even be better than that. Oh, wow, dude. Now. Just like a good Canadian kid like Keanu Reeves, except he's from gross Eastern Canada and I'm from good Western Canada boy. That's why he's a Phil. That's why he's a, an artsy boy, because he's a fucking pink liberal. That's why he's in the Matrix, dude. Uh, disgusting. Um, but, uh, and, you know, uh, moving on from the NHLPA, which I'm perfectly happy doing, um, uh, Pierce put a question out today. Pod quest, podcast questions for today. Red question mark. Okay, three mark, question mark. Question mark. Yeah, and uh, we have a couple, so this should be uh, uh, pretty quick, pretty easy. Um, first question comes from Strom Debrinket. Um, what would you give up for Line A? Um, my first answer would I said was my virginity. Um, by the way, that was a joke. I, I have uh, lots of sex. Don't worry, guys. I promise I do. I, I think. You have all the um, sex. I, I have. Totally, totally. Um, but uh, what would I give up for Line A? You asked earlier in the podcast, but we went on on like 50 different tangents, which were yeah. – <laughs> Truthfully, they were all pretty great, so I'm fine with it. But what would I give up for Patrick Line? Um, personally, I would be perfectly fine giving up a uh, first the a first rounder this year, or a second rounder, and a and I guess if it's a second rounder, I will give up an A prospect, maybe like an Ian Mitchell. If it's a uh, first rounder, maybe someone more along the lines of like uh, not that I want to give him up, like a Kalinic. No, I don't know if I want to give him up. I like what he's he's shown a lot of promise, but um. You know, maybe someone like maybe you do still give up Mitchell. I don't know. You still haven't seen much out of him, so I wouldn't want to give him up after one season. Maybe. Oh man, who who would you want to give up? I don't like Regula is a nice piece, but I don't think like that's not enough. That's not enough for Line A. Yeah, or is it? Up mm, but is it though? Because pick. dude, no. But like, <clears throat> dude, think about this too, though. Like. How how high is Patrick Line's stock right now? It cannot be that high. No, it's not that high, dude. You're probably it's probably gonna be a second round pick and someone like Ian Mitchell. At the most. Like you, it might even be uh, less. You Yeah, that's what I was able... thinking twelfth overall pick because this draft is not very good and what are the odds that that player that you draft at number twelve is not only going to be as good yeah. at him but make an impact in the lineup. So that's why I would trade the I really pick like that for Patrick Line straight up. And maybe Fuck like it. one of our depth like prospects, you know, like a Not like a Edwisel no. or Miller. No, that would make sense though. Pia Suter to Columbus oh, would yeah. fit in perfectly there. Yeah, you know, I, you know what? Man. Pia Suter and a twelfth overall pick for Patrick Line, I would do that. Yeah, and it's like that huge asterisk, twelfth overall pick in twenty twenty one. This is a twenty twelve draft all over again. Am I crazy for saying that? Oh no, it's pretty much similar. To- Everywhere, yeah. like we don't know who's gonna go first. Like, there's a lot of good defensemen. Like, there was in 2012. Like, it's pretty much, yeah. Like, it's but are any of them going to be number ones? Is the question probably not? No, probably not. No. Some like top pairing defensemen, but like number one, maybe a number so. two. Probably get a number three for sure. You can get a number three or four in there. Actually, I would say, like, definitely a second pairing guy. I would, I would say, and, like, you have two second round picks. And the thing is with this draft, you're going to have a lot of high end talents drop probably because they haven't been scouted as much. So maybe they can package those two second round picks and move, uh, you know, up into the late first, you know, if they see somebody like it. it's just, that's what happens when you acquire all these draft picks. It gives you more options to do with the draft, you know? 
Yeah, if it's I, you know what, I would in a weird way. To your point, I'd be more comfortable giving up that twelfth overall pick than I would giving up both of those second round picks or one of them even. Like, like you said, this draft is going to be a crapshoot. But every draft is a crapshoot. This is going to be this worse one than usual. Yeah. Not only is it going to be worse than usual, it's a weak draft anyways. This is this is, I mean, at least in twenty twelve, you had an idea of what was going on. This is probably going to be, I mean. One of the worst drafts in a long time. Oh, Yakupov was like the anonymous first overall pick pretty much. And here's another thing about the Oilers. Everyone wanted to go with Ryan Murray, but I'm pretty sure their owner, uh, Daryl Cates, wanted Yakupov, so they went Yakupov. Kind of weird that an old hockey man was like, no, I want the Russian player. That's the hill I'm dying on, which is kind (laughs) of nice. But, of course, it had to be Daniel Yakupov. For once, once, I'm uh, I'm with the old white hockey man kind of weird but uh last second and last question comes from at walmas 35 which blackhawks players slash prospects do you think get selected for this year's world championships dominic kubelik and david camp are confirmed to play for the czech team and that i didn't know i didn't know uh camp and kubelik were but uh, i'm i'm actually uh i'm uh, interested to see uh what um uh, kubelik can do but david camp isn't that interesting david Camp yeah. on the national team for him. It's like how Marcus Kruger made the Olympic team in 2014. Yeah. Do you think Patrick <laughs> Kane plays again in the World Championships? Because I think that's so. interesting. I yeah, uh, I think he does. Didn't he? He, he just, just seems played, like he played 2018. Sorry, because he's right? just yeah, he did. He just seems like that player. Like any chance he gets to play hockey, he'll do it. So I I think he probably does. And you yeah. know he wants to wear that captaincy, hopefully before the 2022 Olympics for his case. Oh, for do you sure. Think he's, yeah. Do you think he's the captain for the U.S. at the Olympics? If he's not, they're idiots. Like they, if, Dude, if not, you know, they're you know idiots. people are gonna be. You know people are gonna be pissed off about it though. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's that's you know a whole other conversation, but yeah, yeah. that is what it is, and so unfortunately, yeah. Um, I mean, again, I understand where a lot of people come from, but you know it. Yeah, and that's just a very complicated issue. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna comment on that quickly because you can't comment on that quickly and cover all of it. It's a very no. complicated issue. But if we're talking about you know hockey. I do think that he should be the captain with like questions. For, exactly from a hockey standpoint. Like how much? Yeah. Look how much the U.S. has developed over the past ten years. Like it's ridiculous how much like and a lot of it's because of him. him. Just and yeah, like Patrick Kane is kind of the pioneer for that like he was drafted in 2007 and really before that how many like skilled like american players gone that high like mike madano that's really all i could think of like jeremy ronick but like patrick kane is like the trailblazer for that and he like i mean as much as you hate it guys like jack hughes like that whole 2019 uh draft class of guys like uh Mm -hmm. jack hughes like trevor zegras cole caulfield they all looked up patrick kane that that was basically the patrick kane fan club first round and which, by the way, Cole Caulfield got, cool. yeah, got his first NHL goal and officially eliminated the Ottawa Senators from playoff contention. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't in regulation, you know, so still still questioning if he's a bust or not. We're still kind of figuring that one out. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, oh, God, I hope nobody took that seriously. <laughs> you know, I'm a Leafs fan, so, it, yeah, Cole Caulfield bust. Uh, you heard it here first. Um but uh, yeah, that 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 U.S. team, that well, U.S. junior team, one just... short goal scoring king, and that's Alex Debrinkup. Yes, yeah, and I, uh, it's, uh, it, it, I, I can't wait to see guys like Cole Caulfield just running this league, like guys who are five seven. For one, making me feel better about my, my height, 
Um, but just it's like it's it's kind of cool. Like it's it's cool to see like you know that like oh God, I'm not, I was gonna say size doesn't matter. I man, you know I said it on the podcast, and you know what? Now it's out there. So size doesn't matter. But yeah, you heard from me. Uh, the five eight person. Um, clearly no bias. Um, but no, it's really cool to see it. Like, you know, these, these, these small fast players winning the league, Braden point, uh, was like, I think he was like, uh, runner up for the, uh, Con Smythe, wasn't he? Yeah. I think he was like, I think he was like dead even with Hemmen, but I think Hemmen had like a couple more points, something like that. I still think he one, but... he's not five, nine. He's not five, nine. He's five, eight he's like, or five, seven. He's, he's like five, eight. I think yeah. I love, I love like the Johnny Goudreau, like, like his, his thing says he's five, nine. You're like, no, nah, that guy's like, dude, it, he's like five foot five at the most. He's five, two. Like that <sighs> dude is a midget. Nothing against that. He's good, but come on, man. Come on. You don't need to compensate. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it's it's really cool to see what what Patrick Kane has really you know done for U.S. hockey simply by being a hockey player by you know just doing what he does on the ice and what he loves to do. Um, and it's such a silly thing I know, but um, I'll I'll keep saying it. Some like I'm you know I'm a huge like you know gear fanatic with hockey. Every single U.S. What? player. Wait, you gotta wait, you gotta go more in depth with that. You, man. That's you. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You smell, man. Now you see how I feel when you bring this up. <laughs> but uh, not um, not only do they all play similar to Patrick Kane, they all like they tape their sticks the same way. It's like, it's like they, it's like the, these these kids love this guy. They do everything like him. Like it, it's just so cool to see. You know, I mean, for me at least, I I feel like for me it's really cool to see this. You know, this country, we're not a huge hockey place, and hopefully that changes with ESPN. It's really cool to see at least one player like Kane be able to bring an impact like that. It's really cool to see that. When so. Hughes literally played with Patrick Kane at the World Championships in his drafter and said he wanted to get drafted by the Blackhawks. He told the Blackhawks, and it's on video. Canucks fans, all you want, you can, you know... Canucks, he could go on and win, like, three Norrises with them in a consummate. What do you, I can what still are you the video. Are you, oh. are you saying that Quinn Hughes is going to drop from Vancouver and go to Chicago? Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, oh. would it be ever? Dude, that's our defensive <laughs> in the future. Put, like, Hughes and Boakfist or, like, Oh, Hughes my God. We missed, out on, we missed out on Hughes, but only for three years. Get him back. Snatch that whole bag. Yeah. <laughs> Get him right it's, back. It's all part of the Stan Bowman plan. The stand plan, you might even say. Stan. Yo, garbage man stands plan. Let's go. You know what? Should that be? Should that be the name of the podcast? The stand plan. No, because he's no Doug or was Strong. It Doug, or Doug Strong. <laughs> no hashtag Doug Strong. Hashtag Doug Strong. All right. We are all Doug Strong today. Uh, all right. All right. Well, <laughs> but players, yes. To, to go back to the question, players that I think. Um, would oh my God, I forgot. You know, I bet you Lucas Reichel goes to Yes, you know Kurashev to Swiss. Kurashev to Switzerland for sure. He played there back yeah, in 2019. Yeah. So I, I see him Kevin going back Lincoln there. Goes to the world and plays yes. with Finland. Or oh please. Oh no, that'd be awesome. I'd love to see him back there. Um, I I okay, I'm, I don't know what goalies are out of the playoffs. I'm just gonna spitball. I wonder if Malcolm Subban is he. Gonna be high on the list. Nah, There's gotta be a Canadian nah, goalie. Because so. sometimes you see those backups. You know what? You know, the interesting one. Stuff. Kirby Dak to Canada. I don't think oh. he should, but like, 
Blake's is on the wrist. Can't wait. Yeah, because oh my god. No, dude. please, please sit. Please fucking sit. I'm begging I him to does. please sit. If Bokefist wasn't injured, I would say Bokefist too would be playing. But I yeah, think he's gonna be taking the yeah. offseason. Um Zadorov yeah. oh, to Russia. Oh, for sure. For sure he's there. For sure he's there. Uh, Pia Suter, but, Switzerland too. Yeah. No doubt he's there, unless he doesn't want to. Yeah. Let me just, just for the uh, sake of the question, I'm going to go through these. Um, I wonder if Connor Murphy plays for the U.S. as well. Oh, no, I think he definitely does. He play, He seems to play there pretty often. Um, he was a uh, captain one year. I'm pretty, he was. He was, he was the, the year they traded for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, man, I wish a guy like Kenneth Strode's that could make it. That'd be fun. He'd be a lot of fun to watch on national uh, ice. Uh, that's like a fourth thing, uh, yeah. Yeah, even just anything. I know he's not going to make it, but, man, he'd be fun to watch. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's see. Anybody else? Uh, not sure how Calvin DeHaan doesn't make it, but that's beyond me. How in the world How in the world is Colin Delia not a lock for the U.S. World Championships team? I no, am livid. No, Olympic team. Dude, I am going to – I'm done with this. I am jumping ship, pun intended, and I'm going to go right for the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> Dude, I can't Oof. wait till Colin – Delia starts behind uh, Quinn or uh, Zach, Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski with uh, Luke Glendening on forward. Fuck off. <laughs> hey man, it can't, can't be any worse than it can't be worse than Morgan Riley. Yeah, that's oh, true. Dude. You can't. I mean, it can't be worse than Morgan Riley and Jordan Binnington starting uh, for Canada and also Drew Doughty. Oh my God! Don't Morgan Riley does not deserve that disrespect. Drew Dowdy yeah, and Jordan Bennington. He's not that yeah. good, but like, but like, but like Dowdy and, and Bennington, yeah, they do. Morgan Riley is what's uh oh my God! I, you know what? You know what? Pierce, you can watch it after we end this podcast. I am going to I am going to DM Editor and Leaf, and I'm going to have a talk with him. I'm going to ask him how good Morgan Riley is, and then no, 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 get him on the podcast, dude. Then we can discuss that. Shut we'll up. get him no. on the we'll get him on the no. show with Charlie Romeliotis and we'll say which core is better going forward. Oh god, oh no, god. ask him if, if Alex Kerfoot is better than Kirby <laughs> Actually you Alex Kerfoot is better because here's my list of reasons. Now, sorry, I sorry I'm a little bit late to the podcast. I was just finishing up my whole over Pareko piece. Great stuff, you should check it out. I, I, I've, I've clowned on him enough. That's I'm good. I'm good. I've I've done my trolling for the day. We uh, do a little trolling. It's called we do a little trolling. Fucking Trump. Oh my god. Orange man bad. So yeah. Cheeto uh, man. Yeah. I think that's it. Anyways. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. Hope y'all are doing well, staying safe, and uh, all right. Peace out.